Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Our show is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed by the host and guest on this show are not necessarily those of TPPC.TV's web TV show, radio show, blog, or its sponsors. Don't use the medical information obtained here as a substitute for a visit to your vet. If you think your pet is sick, get help immediately. Welcome to Pets Teachers So Much Radio with your hosts, stars of TPPC TV, Robin and Joseph Everett. Hello, everyone, and woofy woo. Everett and Everett here. I'm Robin Everett. And I'm Joseph Everett. Welcome to our show, Pets Teachers So Much. We are animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, and pet trendologists, bringing you the latest pet news and celebrity gossip. As always, we have great content. It's the most up-to-date info for you and your pet's health and safety. Brought to you in a very real, raw, gritty, and not sugar-coated format. Today on Pets Teach Us So Much Radio, we have author Diane Rose Solomon. She's going to talk about her new book, J.J. Goes to Puppy Class. Uh, It's an award-winning book. It's very exciting. We're very excited to have her with us. And, of course, we have tons of current news stories for dog lovers and for cat lovers and for... Hippo. Hippo lovers? Yes. Hmm. Interesting choice. Mm -hmm. We have a groovy group on Facebook, the TPPC.TV Pet Lover Crew. Check us out and join in the fun. Got an email the other day that said, how come you never say hippo lovers? And we'd never say (laughs) hippo lovers. We said rhino. From the Hippo Society of America. I'm telling you. I'll show you the email. Oh, anyway, you can post your pics, scoop, events, and you and your pets can hang out with the coolest pets on the net. If you had news or you'd like to be on our show, send an inquiry to info at tppc.tv and please check out our blog and like us too. We have so much to get to tonight. We're going to play True Poo. We're going to, of course, talk to Diane Rose Solomon. We have to talk about hugging cats. Now, I thought long and hard about bringing this up because of the I jokes just, that... Just, no, 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 no. I, had, I only no. giggled because some cats do not want to be hugged. That's why I just laughed. Well, we're going to talk about how to hug a cat. I know this sounds odd, but cat lovers, you know what we're talking about. I'm saying. Um, and we have tons, tons of stuff to It's always through. a good time to, to hug a cat when you hear... <laughs> no, it is not. It is not a good time to do it then. No. <laughs> Just ask 
hear a cat making those noises, great time to run over and give him a great big hug. <laughs> He's kidding, of course, because every bad YouTube video you see of a news reporter who got their face scratched off, that's what happens right before. And when the cat when they're arching their back and they're stretching <laughs> their legs and their their claws are coming furs out, up. great furs up. Yeah. Ears back. Especially that middle line like dinosaur. <laughs> Like dinosaur, what do they call those things yeah. in the back of a dinosaur? Those those the little spikes, the ridges. Those spikes, yeah. When you see that ridge running up and down the like cat's Godzilla? back. Like Godzilla? Yeah, Godzilla, that's yeah. the time you Yeah, they back. love it. They, they love, love to be out there. Yeah. Go up, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so, you know, a few weeks ago, we uh, read a story by Kimberly Gauthier of uh keep the tail wagging about oil for your pet, like salmon oil, different types of... (laughs) That's the tin man doing oil. I got it. But that wasn't what we were talking about. We talked about the different kinds of oils for your pets. Now, oddly enough, the Costco flyer came... This is the spring, February 23rd to March 15th. And in it, on page 11, there is Pet Origin Salmon Oil 2-Pack. Includes two 28 bottles made from 100% wild, non-farmed Alaskan salmon. Helps support your dog's healthy skin and coat. And it comes in a pump bottle. $34.99 delivered at... delivered after $8 off. So if you're a Costco member, that's a pretty good place to get salmon oil. I like the pump idea. Yeah, when you got an L. Yeah, I like that a lot. I I I like it, though. Well, I guess we're going to be adding that to the Costco list. No, it's just, yeah. No, it makes it easier. It does. You're right. Because you can spray it on them and spray on your hand a little bit and rub them down. No, that's to feed them, honey. Oh, (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Not my cream cream? Woo! <laughs> oh, those senior moments. 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 Oh, those senior like me. It says help support, so it could have been taken either way. It doesn't yeah. say. I didn't say it. And especially and when you have uh, Philomena that is dry yeah. this time of year. Well, she loves to lay in front of the fireplace wow. and bake herself, so we have to keep her greased up. She dries out. Okay. This is a dietary supplement, people. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. So it's almost time for the Global Pet Expo, which is held in Orlando, Florida. We'll be attending next year, but we can't make it this year. It's the beginning of March. Yes, we did get our invites. invites. So one thing I wanted to bring out, we were invited, and we're so disappointed we can't make it, we were invited to a cocktail party with a super businesswoman and supermodel, the wealthiest supermodel, Kathy Ireland. Yes. So we were invited to go to a cocktail party and interview her. We're so sad we can't make it. But she's coming out with a line of, a whole pet line, like a line of everything for your pets. It says, um, loved ones, finding solutions for families, especially busy moms. Cat and dog beds, 
feeding and watering, cat and dog toys, cat scratchers and furniture, Gracie and Delilah indulge, which is like higher-end, proofy things, and collar leads and travel accessories. So, you heard it here first. Look on your shelves. You'll be seeing Kathy Ireland stuff coming out. Yes. That was very interesting. And Kathy, sorry we're not going to be able to make it, but thanks for the invite. Splendid of you. Also new on the pet market is uh, concern about what birds are playing with. You're saying that people aren't providing enough stimulating toys Hmm. for their birds, and they're thinking they could just sit in a cage all day long. And not just parrots. But little, little parakeets, the little colorful parakeets, yeah. that they need toys, too. Stimulation. I could see that. Yeah. And they said... Um, well, didn't they have the little... I don't remember when we were kids, parakeets, they had a little bell. They had the little mirror. Yes. Little chewy things that they can bite down on. Yeah, and had fingers. the seeds and stuff The seeds they used to pluck the seeds off of. Mm-hmm. And what was that little... It like a little cob of something with it's seeds? A, it's a seed stem of some sort. Was it an actual seed yeah. seed seed that grew on it? Yeah. It wasn't attached somehow. No, okay. I think it was a real thing. It's a real thing. All right. A live plucked yeah. right from a plant. Okay. Um, have you ever wanted to have a bird? No. How come? We always had cats or a dog, yeah. honey. Yeah. And with the cat, the cat would be like Sylvester climbing the pole. <laughs> I remember my aunt had a bird. We always had a cat and a dog. Yeah. Yeah, and the cat had a job. The cat had the job to keep the field mice out of the out of the house. Yes, that was the cat's job. You know, because you know, living in a wooded area, you know, field mice and the big red chipmunks, they loved. You know, yeah. As soon as they can get in the basement, oh, yeah. a little crack, they can fit through anything. Yep. And when they smelled uh, a cat on patrol, yeah, they, didn't, they, they didn't come in. No, they passed the house up. Yeah. Well, I can remember my grandmother had parakeets. Mm-hmm. Like she loved little birds and. Always had them by the window. And yeah. So my my aunt apparently, when my mom and my aunt were home, did I tell you the story about how she wanted to give the birds a bath? The yeah. birds weren't going in the bird bath, so yeah. she helped them get a little dippy dip in there. And the birds can't really, I guess, get that wet or something. They just splash around, or somehow she washed too much of the oil off. And what happened? Well, the birds got cold. Yeah. They froze. No, I don't think they froze. They just but caught- you know, they got, they got a, sick somehow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Well, the other thing was birds, you know, in those days, I guess, you know, so I don't know, the, your parents and people would tell you stay away from birds because they had um, so? not, not lice or not lice, lice. Uh, mites or something. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was for me to stay away from birds. <laughs> Because you were always a baby bird or something laying around somewhere. Right? Well, outside that's true because yeah. I had baby birds and the one little um, they made a nest in the little decorative container by my by my uh, porch in the back there and I took one little birdie little baby bird got his foot caught in the nest and he flipped upside down I went and I got my kitchen gloves I took the whole thing down and I put it in the grass and then I tried to help the bird up the little yeah. bird up. And all the bugs were crawling on me, uh, and I'm like coming up the gloves, and I freaked out, oh of course. Because it was like an army yeah. traveling up my arm. Well, I had, in my single days when I was living in a high-rise uh, building, 17 floors up, these little birds made a nest inside my flowers that I had hanging yeah. up on the balcony. Yeah, 
And I'm looking at the little guys in there. I'm saying, you guys better learn how to fly yeah. really good. Yeah. Because it's a long no, way down. down. Poor little thing. Yeah, but they did. They did what they, they had did. to do, and they flew away. There you go. So let us go to break, honey. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk about turtles, and I want to play true or poo. Can we play true or poo? Are you guys ready to play the game? Hold on a second. We just had something flash yeah. up here. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. really strange. There's a lot of strange. It's a new moon. The strangeness yeah. abounds. That's all I could say. So, so what did what did you want to want to? I want to talk about when we come back. I want to talk about turtles, and I want to talk about. I want to play true or poo. Oh, you want to play true or poo? So yeah. I'm, so I, I'm looking here. For true or poo soundbite. No, no, it's not true or poo soundbite. Okay. I, I didn't mean to confuse you. I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't take much at this part of my life, you know. Well, you know, what can I say? We'll, we'll, be, be, we'll be back. The sun goes down, work is done after the evening news. The time comes round every night. Have you ever wanted to have an amazing photo taken of your pet? Your pet is the most treasured companion, so why not have a photo of them? Ariel Star Productions can help you. Go to www.tazphoto.com. That's www.tazphoto.com to see the many pet photos we have taken through the years. That's www.tazphoto.com. And make sure when you email or call us to mention hearing about us from Robin at TPPC. And Joe. So you're back with Pets Teach Us So Much. Now, let's play True or Poe, and then we'll talk about the baby turtles. So oh. the way <laughs> the way that we play True, True or Poe yeah. is I'm going to read a fact, and you as the audience and Joseph will uh, say if it's true or if it's Poe. Okay. This is all about the colors of animals in the wild, like no, you don't have any notes in there to look at. You can look through there all you want, but you don't have any. What's those little yellow things we used to get when we didn't want to read a book? And they, uh, I don't even know if they have those anymore. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. There are no cliff, cliff notes. notes. No cliff notes. Okay. Oh, I still love running to the bookstore to get those. I, I did, once too. I, once, I once I got the book list that I knew what we needed for, yeah. the, for the semester, I was like, okay, i got to hurry up and get them because yeah. they would be gone. Yeah. I and there was no internet. Where, how are you going to get them? There was no internet. Kid. And there was no Barnes and Noble. They used was, to go to Warmrath's Books and Hackensack. And get the book. And and yeah, the book they used to have there. a big rack there. I wonder where we used to go. I kind I I don't remember. Yeah, I guess that was the day before Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Those yeah. we weren't even thought of. And that's buying, when you had to ride your bicycle or yeah, take your car. Or, or you could buy walk. You couldn't even buy a like there wasn't an internet to go get a paper off of buy no. a paper or something. Anyway. Okay, so true or poo, in nature, there are such things as pink lobsters. Yes, true. Poo. When they're boiled, they're pink. They're red. They're red when they're boiled. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
But there, tried. there is such a thing as a blue lobster, and approximately one in two million lobsters are blue. I, I know. There was a giant blue lobster that they caught and they put back up in somewhere. We were somewhere. Doing, You're right. We were doing a story on You're it. You're right. Yeah. Purple. There is such a thing as a purple squirrel. True or poo? That's poo. That's true. Oh. Percy and Connie Emmert of Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania, oh. caught a purple squirrel in February of 2012. I am getting beat up this time. <laughs> Negative two. Oh, okay. There is such a thing as a white bottlenose dolphin. True. False. Oh! <laughs> boo! It's boo! Negative three. I am going to sink. There's no recovery. There is a pink bottlenose dolphin that was spotted in 2009. It was discovered in a Louisiana lake, but not a white one. Dying, I'm dying. There is such a thing as an all-black penguin. False. That's true. (laughs) It's not true. It's true. Very little is known about all-black penguins because they are extremely rare. No kidding. There is such a thing as a pink Katie did. True. You are correct. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the naturally green Katie dids became pink due to a condition called erythrism. Or erythrism. Pinkism. <laughs> I don't like this game today. <laughs> There is such a thing as a white peacock. That is true. The white peacock is not an albino. It's a rare white variant of its normally colorful counterpart. There is such a thing as a neon green garter snake. True. That's false. That is poo. While Excuse me. Wild populations of these brightly colored fellows exist in San Francisco. Neon blue. Not green. There is such a thing. This is the last one, Joey. Let's bring her home here. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there I'm is... Positive two and negative five. That only still leaves me negative three. <laughs> Can't even break even. There is such a thing as a pink turtle. True. That is true. Caramel pinks are a color morph of red ear slider turtles. And that, ladies and gentlemen. Five, three. I'm still negative two. Wow, so you lost True or Poo tonight? Yeah, I didn't break even. Wow, I'm I sorry, never, honey. That's the first time you ever. never lose True or Poo. Wow. That kicked my Poo. You are not going to recover from this quickly, I am sure. This is going, this loss is, he's taking the loss hard, ladies and gentlemen. He's shaking his head. He's looking around in disbelief that he has not won True or Poe. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. I had to give it a little build up. Oh, so we see our guest tonight, Diane Rose Solomon, circling the airport, Joseph. She's doing the circle, as we say. A little about our guest tonight. Prior to writing books, Diane Rose Solomon produced an award-winning children's activity video and later served as project coordinator for the Echo Friendly Design Book. After rescuing a puppy 19 years ago, Ms. Rose Solomon became increasingly involved in animal rescue 
education and served for years on the board of a small grassroots animal rescue and aid organization. In 2009, in order to further her passion for helping animals, she became a certified humane education specialist through Humane Society University. She then combined her humane and creative interests and began to work as a children's picture book series. The first book, called J.J. the American Street Dog and How He Came to Live in Our House, focuses on animal rescue. And the sequel, which was just released, is called J.J. Goes to Puppy Class, and it focuses on the importance of patience and bonding with your dog. Now, both books have received the Mom's Choice Award. So let's bring her on, Joseph. Give it the old clickeroo, Diane. Are you there? I'm here. Hello, hello. Hi, Diane. Welcome back. Hi, Joe. Hi, Robin. Thank you. We're glad so to be back. That you're here. Yeah. So um, we see that your newest book, JJ Goes to Puppy Class, already won a Mom's Choice Award. When Yay. was it released? Yeah, congratulations. It, thank you. Yeah, it was just released just before the holidays in December. Uh, so a few people were able to get holiday copies. But it's brand new, so it's all brand new for me and for everybody. So it's really exciting. Very good. So in your first book, J.J. the American Street Dog, the reader learns about rescue and compassion and unconditional love through Maya's eyes, your protagonist. What does Maya and her family learn in J.J. Goes to Puppy Class? Well, what's fun about this book is that when you get a new dog, What's one of the first things you want to do? You, you do all sort of the basics. You go to the vet and you give the dog a name and a bath. But then you really want your pet to behave a certain way in your home. So it's really a good idea to train your dog. And so what they learn, and what really anybody's going to learn when they train their new pet, is about patience and about a bond that that happens over time when you spend some time with your pet. And I think it's really important for families to get this book, families with small children to get the book before they get a dog so they really understand, Definitely. you know, Definitely. Uh, what's, what's involved. So it's not just the story, but at the end of the book, there's some really nice tips about what you need to do in the first few months with your dog. So as a certified humane education specialist, you are passionate about rescue and about teaching kids about humane treatment of animals. So how does this book relate to that? Well, you know, my original impetus for writing and for getting involved in this was to help get the word out more about rescue. And one of the things that I learned um, over the years is that one of the big reasons dogs are and cats are relinquished to shelters is, is due to poor training. They say these dogs aren't trainable, and I know, and you know, that that's poo. And mm-hmm. I, there, there were animals that, there were dogs that were trained how to drive in New Zealand, and these were dogs that were, were relinquished to the shelter because they said that they weren't trainable. It's just not true. And so we're trying to keep the dogs out of the shelters and in good homes. So give them some basic training and and follow the instructions and practice with your pet. And it's a great family bonding experience, too. It's a good chance to get to know your pet. 
And again, it comes back to the expectation that you're not just going to get a puppy and it's going to be a perfect dog without doing anything. You have to set the realistic expectation, which this book does, about what is involved with um, getting a puppy and keeping the dog. And, and like you said, that will keep the dogs out of the shelters because people just, exactly. they're, you know, or they have another kid and they're too busy and they don't want to be bothered. Well, you need to think about all that. Yeah, it does require some responsibility and some forethought before you yeah. have a new dog. Now, are you a trainer? No, not at all. I've trained a bunch of dogs over the 20 years that we've had dogs, but I'm not a trainer. I was fortunate that I had a great relationship with one of our trainers from years ago. Her name's Lisa Noble Dennis, and she was kind enough to help me with the book and make sure that everything that I had written and remembered from doing the dog training was accurate. And so she, she helped me work through a few scenarios to make sure that they were really accurate and, and um, positive training experience. She's a wonderful trainer. Which is very interesting. Like each the way the book is set up, if there's an issue, like the situation situation is presented, and then if the wrong thing happens, the solution on how to properly train is given in a way that everyone in the family can relate to. So it was yeah. very very good information. Thank you. So why do you think children will relate to this story? Well, as you were just mentioning. In the book, it goes through a lot of different scenarios. The first one is actually one of my favorites, is you, you see a scene where Maya walks into the room and she's noticed that the dog has gone pee-pee on the floor. And she looks at this puddle and says, oh, no, what are we going to do? And so the trainer, Lisa, is there at, at their house. She's doing some um, private training with the family. And the mom is there. And they, the, the trainer said, Lisa says, well, you know, we're just going to help remind the dog. We're going to take the dog out regularly. We'll, we're going to positively train the dog by um, by telling the dog, good, good dog, when they go pee-pee outside. And then the mom says, just like you used to wear diapers when you were a really little girl, when you were a baby, but now you're a big girl and you know how to use the potty. We just teach them, just like we taught you. So the kids really relate through all the yeah. different scenarios. I liken it to how a child might have learned something, too. So it's really relatable. Yes, it is. Very good job again. So um, do you, for people, you know, they they read J.J. the American Street Dog, and if you haven't read mm-hmm. the book, you definitely want to pick it up. It was very heartwarming and touching. And they're mm-hmm. excited that uh, people have to be excited that J.J. Uh, goes to puppy classes available now. Do you plan to do more books in the series? Yes, there's three more in the works. Cool. And um, it's just a matter of when we're gonna work. We're gonna work and, and share this one far and wide, and then we'll we'll start getting the other one illustrated and um, published in the next year or so. I hope. <laughs> Excellent. So, do you exclusively write children's books, or do you write other books as well? You know, since we spoke a year or so ago, I actually wrote a book for families, really anybody, but I think families will really benefit from it. Anybody who is going through thinking about even adopting a dog that doesn't even know where to begin. I have people that call me. I don't even know where the shelter is. Somebody told me recently, I don't even know how to find my shelter. And I said, well, it shouldn't be that difficult. And I wasn't 
saying that belittling them, but it shouldn't be difficult to find a shelter. And there are so many resources, especially online. So I've written a book that takes you through the whole process um, of, of super, are you even ready for the responsibility all the way through how to go about finding a, a new dog um, in a shelter or at a rescue group or through Pet Finder, and then, um, you know, really what you need when you get home with, with your new Excellent. dog. Excellent. Hopefully that will help keep more dogs out of shelters, you know, so that they're not returned, that people have realistic expectations. So do you still donate a portion of your book sales to Animal Rescue? Yes, of course. It's so important to me. I have um, a lot of rescue organizations that I've partnered with. with I call them my affiliates, and um, a percentage of book sales go to them automatically, and then when they sell book through their organization, um, I automatically um, send them money as well. So it's really working closely with the rescues to help boost um, funding for them because they need money so badly. Yeah, this is a really nice book. Great job. Um, Tell us where people can go to learn more about your books. Well, I have a brand new website, and it is dianerosesolomon.com. Very straightforward. It's my name and Rose like the flower and DianeRoseSolomon.com or Amazon. A lot of people like to shop on Amazon. So um, either of my books are available on my website or they are available on Amazon. Cool. Well, great job again. We wish you continued good luck. And it is important to get this message out uh, to the parents and to the children who want to adopt pets. And hopefully uh, it will benefit not only the families through the bonding, but also the rescues that you are helping to raise money for. So thanks so much for joining us, Diane. Thanks, Diane. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks. Nice lady. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I am totally into books like this, mm-hmm. especially a nice, easy read like that is with so much mm-hmm. important factual information mm-hmm. about just because, you know, you get all excited, the kids get excited, they want a dog. Mm-hmm. Read this book first because there's yeah. a lot. Or any type of pet. And in the at the very uh, last page, after the story ends, there's an author's note, and then there's a note from trainer Lisa, and then you flip the page, and it says some tips to get your to get you through the first four through first few months. And some of the things that they list may just seem like common sense, but when you have small children in the home. Uh, This is so important. I just want to read a couple. Try to be home as much as you can. Crate, train, use baby gates. Utilize a dog walker so that the dog doesn't have to stay in all day. Don't buy new furniture just in case your puppy starts teething. Keep your shoes, socks, and other things that the dogs aren't supposed to chew on away from them. Um, Be sure to give your dog lots of long walks. Never leave your dog chained up outside alone. Never leave children unattended around your dog. That's a big one. Yes. Because it says even the sweetest dogs can be provoked. Right. And teach children how to approach a dog they don't know. That is so important. Yes. And again, these may seem like basic things, but they're things that could keep you and your pet out of trouble. And, you know, like you said, keep you and your pet out of trouble. Because you don't know what your pet's going to do, and you damn sure don't know what your kid's going to do Yeah. at certain times. You know, yep. You know, let's say if the dog is having a little ear infection or something like that and he's hurting, mm-hmm. and the baby goes to grab and tug on the ear. Well, yeah. the dog might just turn around and nip him or bite him. Yep. 
Yeah. Out of, just as out of response because he's you know he's hurting. Yep. Especially, Not because of anything that he's 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 you know he's violent or yeah. You know he's he's provoked. It's exactly. provoked. It's that even the sweetest dogs can be provoked. And you know and again medical situations can cause that even you know. And a stranger. Our our dogs yeah. are very clannish. Dogs can be clannish. They don't want to be approached by oh, strangers yeah. all the time. What happens when you go into your local Petco or whatever? You know you go to your supply for your for your pet to pick up their food or whatever, and we say it a number of times in this show about Chachala with the free, you know, biscuit or whatever that they have or a sample of something that a salesperson is there, and Cha will turn into a uh, scarf around my neck. Like, I don't want to be bothered. You know, she doesn't want to yeah. be touched. She doesn't want your cookie. <laughs> you know, she doesn't want you stinking cookie. She just Leave wants alone. to ride in the cart with Mommy and Poppy yeah. and so do her clannish cha- Chihuahua thing. Now, Unlike she Philomena. Hula hula yeah, she hua hua. Unlike Philomena. Oh, Philomena will, you know, that's another story. Take the whole bag. No matter what you're giving happy. her that's food related, yeah. she will inhale it. <laughs> oh. But so, a finger might go with that too, though. No, she wouldn't bite. You just, She would just get a no, cut of No, she wouldn't bite, but the finger might go too. Oh, you taste delicious, lady. Didn't mean to take your finger. So, um,. Let's talk about turtles because there's a big surge in easy care, easier care pets than a cat and a dog. And there's a lot of demand for baby turtles. Really? So the laws on selling baby turtles are clear and specific and responsible pet retailers need to understand those parameters and how to operate with them. Now, this is something I didn't know. It says, what's commonly known as the four-inch law has been around since 1975, and to this day, it elicits confusion and worry in the minds of pet shop owners and the general public. In short, the law bans commerce in turtles under four inches in length due to the potential spread of salmonella-related illnesses. Did you know that? No, I did not. That you should not buy a turtle under four inches. I really didn't know that. Yep. So when you see all those little baby turtles, you're not supposed to be telling them. So just and and again, it's because of well, that happened with our neighbor down down the street here. We had a a an event on the boardwalk on the beach. Oh yeah. And they were selling the baby turtles. For first of all, the it was in the middle of the summer. Oh. The water was hot, yep. and there were babies, and I know they were not four inches. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the local, I think, uh, SPCA uh-huh. responded and, and fined and, and confiscated and yeah. and shut the uh, the vendor down. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you have to be aware. So, anyway, let's get on to some other news, honey. I have been dying to hear this story. Couple to leave all their cash to their pet monkey. Wow. Monkey! Hmm. <laughs> a husband and wife in India say they're going to leave all their money to their pet monkey. They they owe their wealth and success to the primate, who they believe has enriched their lives. The couple, who has no children, want to make sure Chunmun, that's the monkey's name, right. Chunmun, is looked after if they die before he does. They've set up a trust fund for the long-tailed macaque, who they adopted after it was orphaned, and consider it to be a like a son. 
Chunmun is 10 years old, but his breed have been known to live up to 40 years old. So they could out, he could definitely outlive the mommy and the poppy. People might say we are mad. They might even ridicule us. The woman said, who is also a lawyer, by the way, but we know how valuable Chunmun is to us. We're childless and Chunmun is a son to me. We want to ensure even when we are not alive, Chunmun's life is not affected and he continues to live the way he does. The couple who live in Uttar Pradesh, a northern in northern India, were disinherited by their families after they married against their wishes. The gentleman is Hindu and his wife is Muslim, so both families disapproved. They started off poor, but they say since Chunmun came into their lives in 2005, they've done very well. They own their own home and they have a number of businesses, which are all named after the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the animal, too, lives in style with its own air-conditioned room and a mate called Biddy. A simian monkey, who the couple took in to keep their boy company. According to the pair, the monkey enjoys Chinese food, tea, and mango juice. Their wedding anniversary is celebrated each year with a party to which hundreds of people are invited. After Chunmun dies, any money left will go to a charity that looks after the welfare of monkeys in India. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with that. More power to yeah. I see nothing wrong. No, I don't either. So, oh, another great story. <laughs> we need to talk about if cats like to be hugged. We explained how they like to be hugged in the beginning of the <laughs> That was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is an article yeah. on uh, uh, Pet MD. And. Uh, the author states it, uh, the author Cheryl Locke, and she said, if you're anything like me, attempting to hug your cat is, is an exercise in futility. The panting, the squirming, the agonizing look in their eyes, she said, at the end of the day, it's just not worth it for her to keep up the attempts. So, what they did was they asked Dr. Rebecca Jackson, a staff veterinarian at Pet Plan Pet Insurance, for some answers. So they pose the question, do some cats actually like being hugged? And she said, of course they do. Many cats, and some breeds in particular, are very affectionate and love to lay on laps and nuzzle into your necks and, yes, hug. Burmese, ragdoll, and La Perm cats, for example, are known for being people cats, forming strong bonds with their two-legged families. So how can you tell if your cat likes to be hugged? Well, well, for one thing, they don't run in the other direction when they see you coming. They said, <laughs> if your cat tenses up, it tries to get away, he vocalizations when you hug him. He's telling you. Your cat be acts like Pepe Le Pew <laughs> on the cartoon trying to hug the other cat. Then you know that thinks it's a skunk. Or like Tasmanian Devil. Right. They said, what's the best way to go about hugging a cat? She said, don't sneak up on him and surprise him. <laughs> bah, surprise, <laughs> the cat's like, bah! Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, startling or interrupting him while he's sleeping. 
sipping or eating is an easy way to end up with a scratch instead of snuggle time. Be gentle. Start with short time. If your cat starts to storm or pull away, let him go. Try again when he's more relaxed. No. There's no poo in that story. Yeah. There you go. And if you don't listen to the story, you might be pooing in your pants. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. So this is a story from New Jersey. And a scary story at that. A dog was reunited with a woman two years after his disappearance. Wow. No one really knows that what the shy, cold-eyed Yorkie Poo endured during the past two years of her life. Annie, a roughly seven-year-old Yorkshire Terrier Poodle mix, managed to survive on her own since she went missing in the wedding section of the township in November of 2012. Two years and three months after her disappearance, Annie was reunited last week with her owner, June Nicholas, 76, of Whiting. I never thought I'd see her again, Nicholas recalled Wednesday as she cradled Annie in her lap. After months and months, I just gave up. Annie's disappearance is not unique. Now, this is what I found shocking. About 15% of dog and cat owners lose a pet have lost a pet in the previous five years, according to a survey of the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. But few animals are found years after they disappear. So the year that Annie disappeared, Nicholas had left the dog with her sister-in-law in Whiting so she could travel to Texas to visit her daughter. Annie, the dog, was frightened by strangers and bolted from the house when a relative opened the door. So that's what happened. But nobody knows where the dog's been. Last summer, a Crestwood Village resident discovered Annie living in the woods near Whiting, as a re- actually a retirement community, and began feeding the animal, according to the police, who described Annie's story on the department's Facebook page. On February 10th, the West Crestwood Village resident contacted Manchester Township Animal Control, and the officer went out and used a humane trap with a half-eaten breakfast sandwich. Uh, and the dog came out, and that's how they got the dog. Hmm. So the dog's idea disappeared, but they were able to identify the dog through a microchip. So again, the microchip saved yeah. the dog. The dog was infected with Lyme disease and had a new scar on her back, which might be a healed bite or burn from hiding under a car. She was just awful looking. I didn't recognize her immediately, Nicholas recalled, as she glimpsed at Annie. Then I saw her eyes and I said, that's Annie. The dog's time in the wild was not marked with complete hardship. Annie, who weighed 10 pounds in 2012, gained 4 pounds in her absence. (laughs) Annie had to be in somebody's care because she never would have survived two winters. Now that the dog is home, she remembers where her crate and her food dishes are and she follows her mama around. She climbed into the woman's lap and nestled behind her back in the dining room, just like she did before her time in the woods. I take it step by step, but she will not leave me. I, I just Isn't that amazing? It's amazing, and I just don't ever like to let my pets go anywhere because I'm sorry. People just don't. I, I don't know. I don't. You know what? Let me just don't. You don't want to blame somebody else or something. No, happens. I don't want to blame someone else, but you know. Uh. But if something happens, you would. But when you're an animal person, you think about those things. Oh, I have an animal yeah. here. The door. 
It's a little squeamish. Um, um, you meant no, like squeamish. I don't want to say skittish. I don't want to say yeah, skittish. And it might bolt or do something. So maybe let me secure it with a baby gate or something, yeah. or in another room. Don't or, put it in a crate. Right, or anywhere. But I don't. Know. But then again, this is just me because we're animal people. Yeah. And again, I don't want anyone to feel bad because if they really did care, it was really an accident. Yeah. But anyway. I mean, I don't know. Wow. So. Oh, another great story. We have to do one more story. Oh. Why do puppies eat poop? Oh, that's Philomena. She should have Philomena's face on this. Yeah. It is so gross. It is gross. I mean, whether it's outside or anywhere, she makes the loop. If Chad does her business, we don't notice it right away, and we're going to go pick it up, or whatever happens, before we can pick up all of it, she still's got a nugget. Oh, it's just so gross. Stool eating began be, typically begins when a puppy's still in the litter. At this stage, yeah, well. it's natural for the mother to eat the stool of her puppies. She does this both to keep the den clean and to protect the puppies from predators that might be drawn to the scent. Hmm. It doesn't matter that there are no predators in your home. This is primitive evolutionary behavior. Other animals do the same thing with their young. The mother does this from time to time. Uh, this mother, I'm sorry, this, the mother does this from the time the puppies are born until they're weaned. And since the puppies are in the process of learning how to be dogs, they're going to follow what she does. So maybe mm. her, her mother was a poop eater. Poop eater from way back. That's very interesting. It says other re- other reasons for eating stool. So let's go through them. One is poor digestion. So you, maybe the dog, your puppy, isn't digesting its food properly, and where the food is low in digestible nutrients. So he's missing nutrients, and he's you know, no. boredom. Boredom is another reason for eating stool. If your puppy's left alone for a long time, he no. may no. Negative on that one, too. He may find relief from boredom by playing with his poo. Hunger. Parasites and worms can lead can leach nutrients from the puppy system. He's not hungry. No, and he's not a puppy anymore. She's not a puppy. Attention. If you've already responded several times to this behavior by getting upset, your puppy may continue to do it just for the reaction. <laughs> Even though it's a negative. Possible. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> I can almost want to puke. <laughs> okay, all right. Just because. Just because. For some puppies and dogs, they eat it because they like to do it. That's more like <laughs> it. You know what it is? Does she gets table scraps and it and like very it, seldom. It, very, I mean, a tiny, tiny seldom. piece of chicken. Oh, I'm not. You know what? You, you remember in school when they had the little grams they used to use to scale to measure weight yes. and stuff? I don't even think a gram would register what we give her. But she smells it in the poo. So yeah. she's like, oh, these are smells like a chicken. I love or, chicken. Or a garlic string bean or a yeah. veggie or something. Yeah. Not only, you know, it's not only meat. She gets, you know, well, I don't know. It's just so gross. <laughs> oh. All right. She eats it because she likes to do it. Yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, what can I tell you? <laughs> so that's it for tonight. Next week, when we come on, we'll have another fabulous show. We won't be talking about poo. Well, we might be. I can't guarantee it. You never know with us. So enjoy your weekend. Stay warm if you're in the Northeast. 
dig out from all the snow. It's going to be ridiculously cold in New Jersey tomorrow. Like, I don't know, minus one. It's going to be one is the temperature, and who knows what the negative temperature is going to be. Good night, everybody. Stay warm. Good night. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.